0: being a new grad entering equine practice can be really challenging and actually quite scary and I think you assume that you need to know everything when in fact nobody does know everything. So I think don't be afraid to ask for help, don't be afraid to ask for support and I think it's really important to know when to walk away from dangerous situations.
1: Hi, welcome to another episode of Beaver Pod Life. And today we've got with us Maisie Parsons who graduated last year and is our new grad rep for the Beaver Council Careers Committee. Maisie's going to talk to us today about the ups and downs of a first year in equine practice. Hi Maisie. Hiya. Thanks for coming today. So give us a little bit of a background as to what brought you into equine practice in the first place.
0: Um, so well I went to Bristol University and graduated last year. Um. I've kind of always been really interested in doing equine I was very keen from first year but I kind of was put off initially I think because I'm not from a horsey background at all I've never had any experience with horses really to be honest um so when I started uni I kind of thought am I going to be starting on the back foot if I if I go into it um and I think also people who did have Equine experience made me feel a bit like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it. Um, and maybe clients, you know, will realize that I'm not horsey and not want me to come and see their horse. Um, but then I did my clinical placements and really enjoyed the equine side of things and just thought this is definitely for me. I'm just going to give it a go. And um, yeah, it's worked out really well. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And I don't think not being horsey, I don't think that's affecting me at all, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I'm really enjoying it.
1: That's good. That's good to hear.
0: And what do you feel
1: like vet school gave you all you needed in terms of day one skills, as we call it, and um, an experience to kind of dive into your first equine job? Or mm. would there would there be things that you wish you'd had more of or less of or whatever?
0: Um, I think definitely when I came out of uni I mean you come out and you think okay I've had five years of uni I'm ready to go and actually when I first started my job I was like oh my god I don't know anything I'm going back to square one um I think uni I think they do the best that they can with what they've got but I do think that coming out I didn't have a lot of the day one skills so for example I'd never tubed a horse prior to graduating I'd never reptile a real horse before and then I started my job and you go and see a colic and you think okay I need to do this and I need to know how to erectile a horse and I need to know what feels like normal but how are you to know what feels normal when you've never done it before um so that was quite daunting um and the same with like tubing a horse it seems like a a pretty basic day one skill but actually I was really frightened that I was not in the stomach and I was gonna you know be putting water in the horse's lungs or something like that so that was quite scary um and just just simple things like going out to a horse that's potentially got an abscess. I personally, I didn't feel confident digging out a foot and and knowing that I was definitely digging in a tract and I was going to get an abscess out. But um, it's the kind of thing that I think you come out and people think, oh yeah, it's just an abscess. You can go and do that. It's a day one thing. But there's a lot of stuff that you probably don't actually feel that confident about when you do start out. Um, So yeah, I I don't know. I think there's certain bits that I definitely did feel prepared with, maybe more the knowledge side of things, but practically I don't think I was as equipped as I maybe, thought I should have been
1: yeah and I think that's a really common feeling isn't it like maybe we ought to reframe how we look at some of those basic sort of yeah. visits ambulatory visits particularly as experienced vets in practices that are sort of helping the you know new grads and recent grads out you know a, a foot abscess isn't really although it's a routine thing to happen yeah it's, it's not an easy thing to do unless you've done a few no. it? <laughs> yeah so exactly. minimize the um you know the the sort of seriousness i suppose of things like nasal tubing yeah. and, and colic colic rectals mm-hmm. and stuff um yeah. so obviously there's no quick fix to that cuz you know you can't you can't learn those things any faster than you do no. it's probably more the numbers game isn't it and so yeah. the more you do the more you see the better mm-hmm. you get the more confident you are that kind of thing like what yeah, we definitely what would be the sort of solution? How would you sort of help yourself, I suppose, um, in, in understanding that bit when you come out? What would you be doing?
0: Um, I think I think you are right. I think it is a numbers thing. So when I first started, I was reckoning a lot of horses that I thought, oh, okay, I think this is normal. But it's hard, isn't it? Because you don't have someone else there to put the hand in and say, yeah, that definitely is normal. Um, and so I was a bit worried thinking, oh, God, I'm feeling all these normal horses. Um, am I doing something wrong? But then more recently I've seen a lot more serious colics, and I've put my hand in and I've thought, okay, this is definitely it. Like when they describe, you know, these bike tires at uni that is like dilated small intestine, you put your hand in and you think, okay, this is definitely that. And that then gave me the confidence to think, okay, this is definitely abnormal. And I guess it is like what they say at uni, you feel lots of normal. So then when you do feel the abnormal, you know, um, but it is definitely just seeing more and more stuff. And then you get the confidence um, basically from, from what you felt. Um, yeah, so it is It is a numbers game and I think don't don't get disheartened if you think, oh God, I'm not sure I'm doing this right or whatever because it's just the more you do it, the more confident you get.
1: Yeah, and you've got to stick out that bit, haven't you? That's kind of like yeah. the unfortunate nature of the beast, as it were. So, you know, you're you're never going to feel more confident until you, the numbers get up and that might take, yeah. reasons, you know, I mean, people yeah. in friendships, that's kind of what they're aiming to do, I guess, is try and achieve yeah. that quicker, isn't it? Um, yeah definitely hopefully, hopefully if you can be patient and feel supported enough to ride out that kind of bit that curve yeah you will
0: get yeah. there me yeah because for me as well for tubing horses I kind of dreaded it like I'd go to a colic and I'd be like oh I've got to tube this horse and I'd think oh because I didn't feel confident I didn't want to do it but then I got over that milestone because I thought if I never do it then I'm never going to get better and now I, I do feel confident doing it because I do it all the time that I'm just I'm now used to it um but I think if I'd not kind of pushed myself because I was being a bit of a wimp then I don't think I would have learned that and you just kind of yeah the more you do it, the better you'll get. And it's it's as simple as that, really.
1: And credit to you for for having that sort of innate drive to push yourself. I think it's really scary, isn't it? And no one's gonna deny it. Yeah. And I think probably bosses and experienced people maybe forget how scary it was back then because we yeah. definitely wiped those scary times out of our minds. It's just yeah. <laughs> nature. Um you black them out. So Maybe if we all, from a practice kind of pr- point of view, you know, all the staff in the practice, not just the senior vets, you know, everyone, um, yeah, and, and clients, ideally, if we can remind clients of that, kind of remember yeah. that we've all got to go through this learning patch and we've got to ride it out yeah. and help, help that person get through it. Um, with, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, both mental support and clinical support, hopefully. Yeah. Then, then that's that bit's going to be easier to overcome, isn't it? Yeah um and would you say like you know the type of person you are does make a difference we all know doesn't it that somebody that can deal with that sort of lack of confidence and that sort of potential anxiety and you know worrying about the case they've seen that day yeah how how did you sort of help yourself overcome that so you're you're able to kind of leave work work and have your work life balance and enjoy your downtime
0: i think um realizing that it is quite a difficult job I think when I first started like when things were going well I was really enjoying it but there was definitely times where I'd have a case that didn't go how I wanted it to go or you have a bad experience and you come home and you feel really deflated and you think oh god is this just me like am I just a bit rubbish um but I think in the last year I've realized that everyone has those difficult days and it's not always going to be fun and games or are those bad times and just realizing don't take it out on yourself don't be too hard on yourself just realize yeah I've had a rubbish day and that's fine um it it, you know it happens and I think just having a good support group around you I'm very lucky that my practice is supportive um and just you know not just being able to to have friends around you and just ring and say I've had a bit of a rubbish day and that's okay and just to have a chat with someone um I think everyone definitely does struggle even when you you think that you're this person who's can deal with stress quite well don't um just just realize that you are going to have a bad day sometimes and that's okay it's it's not you it's not your how well you can do the job or anything like that it's just you might just have a bit of a bad day and that's okay.
1: Yeah. And it is a it is a kind of um a characteristic of our profession, isn't it? You know, if you're gonna not saying it has to be hard, but it inevitably will get hard at times. And yeah. it's a case of recognising mm-hmm. that and everyone deals with it differently. Absolutely. Yeah. Would um I know there's talk of people or practices, you know, putting putting new grads out on the road with other people. So having maybe a nurse with them or a, a vet yeah. or somebody. Um, because like you've said, sometimes you do just need an extra pair of hands and an extra person for you at that point. Um, Would you have found that helpful? Do you think that would have been a good thing, a welcome thing for
0: you? Um, Yeah, definitely. I think it's quite scary. I think for me, what I struggled with was at uni, you always kind of either have, you, you can go and speak to a client on your own, but you always go back and check with the senior vet. You know, you're never making that decision at the end of it so it's quite scary to come out of vet school and then be like okay this is me I'm actually the vet now um so Mm -hmm. I think to have someone there just even just for like emotional support and just when you you know when you first set out and you're a bit worried um I think also to have someone there to kind of help handle horses because I think in small animal you know you've got the nurses who are in the practice they can help handle the the dogs and cats and stuff while you're dealing with them but I think sometimes owners maybe aren't very good at holding a horse when you're doing certain things and it can be quite dangerous at times so I think if you had maybe like a nurse with you someone to help you with that then that would definitely help yeah I think
1: make that a bit 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 smoother bit easier yeah. to deal with you said that you had some um you know incidents where you felt like particularly physical danger you're right so yeah. talk, talk us through that and how you overcame came those incidents where you yeah. were saying, oh my god this is not going well and you know this yeah. is getting dangerous now
0: So when I first um, started out, I feel like, I kind of had to prove myself a bit I think when I was going to yards it it happens quite a lot and I think that's another thing to be prepared for when you first start out everyone always like oh when did you graduate you look quite young Um, Mm -hmm. so they kind of know that you're quite fresh Um, so I just even just simple things like I had a few horses that were really naughty to vaccinate which sounds like really simple but the owner didn't prepare me that the horse was maybe quite dangerous and there was a time where I went into the stable to just uh, vaccinate this horse and it was getting really wound up the owner kept letting go it it was spinning around um booking and I tried to persevere for a lot longer in hindsight than what I should have done because I felt like I was trying to prove myself to the owner like okay I know I'm a new graduate but I can deal with these scenarios and actually looking back I should have walked away a lot sooner because it was a very dangerous situation and it could have ended quite differently to be fair um so I think having the confidence to be able to say, no, this is a dangerous situation and I'm not putting myself or the owner at risk right now, um, rather than thinking, okay, you know, you need to you need to persevere because I kind of left initially thinking, oh, it's another vet had gone to that. They probably would have been able to do that. And that's just me. I just wasn't good enough when actually a lot of other, probably more senior vets wouldn't have even tried. They'd have just said, okay, this is too dangerous and left. So just having the confidence to say, this is dangerous and I'm not putting anyone at risk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There are certain elements of this job that we perhaps try too hard to overcome the challenge, mm-hmm. whether that's a horse behaviour or client management. You know, yeah. there's, there's bits where sometimes we can just perhaps better off saying no. <laughs> and I yeah. think you know, having, having the confidence to do that, it takes time to build that confidence. Yeah. And you, you need support Definitely, need practice to, yeah. to feel like you can do that. So being sort of confident in not knowing is like a really key thing mm-hmm. you brought up really. Um you know yeah. how how did you keep challenging that in yourself? What did you do or what would you say to others potentially that are saying, you know, I'm just I just really hate not you know admitting I don't yeah. know to the client. I need to ask for help. You know, how would you yeah. help them to really be comfortable with that?
0: So when I first started I was really worried about asking Colleagues' questions because I didn't want to look stupid like basic stuff I thought oh I don't want to ask that because they'll think I don't know um and also when I went out to see clients, it's, it's quite hard being on a yard and trying to sneak off to your van to, to maybe ring someone and be like, OK, I don't know what I'm doing here. Can you help me? Especially when the client's watching you and you think, oh, God, they think I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and so when I first started, I if I couldn't get myself into a situation where I could ring for help, I kind of felt like I had to give the client an answer there and then about certain stuff. Um, but now I'm much more confident with saying when i don't know to be honest so like i'll say to a client i'm not too sure actually what's going on here i've not seen something like this before but i'll go back to the practice and speak to one of my clinical directors or something and i'll give you a call later um or i'll say okay i'll run these bloods once i've got the results i'll give you a call and in the meantime i'll speak to someone and i don't mind saying that now and i actually don't think clients mind too much because i think oh i'm just getting a second opinion from another vet um yeah. And I I, I just, I'm not too bothered about it anymore because sometimes you have to admit when you don't know something, it's better than kind of just telling them something that might not necessarily be right just because you want to give them an answer there and then. So yeah, I think I'm definitely more confident now with not being confident with certain things, basically.
1: Yeah. And we certainly know from the sort of human behavioral stuff, don't we? Like people actually appreciate honesty and transparency a lot more than we yeah. recognize and, and framing it is important. So rather than just going... I don't know, and then walking yeah. off, you know, saying, "Oh, this is an interesting case," or yeah. "This is usual." I might go and speak to a specialist about this, and actually, yeah, make exactly. well, because they're getting value yeah. money from their visit and from your expertise yeah. in doing when to triage yeah, exactly. or refer a case. And I think you're right. I think it's perhaps recognising that people aren't always thinking negatively about that they might if it's the way you present it to them actually could be a massive positive in their eyes and they can yeah
0: and i i'm ring specialists quite a lot and they're not bothered they'll give you advice all the time over the phone they they're really helpful and like you said clients like that because they think oh i'm getting this specialist who's studied in this specific area for x number of years so it's definitely not a bad thing and like you said just being transparent not necessarily saying oh my god i don't know but just okay this is a bit unusual i'll speak to specialists they they love that in a way because they're just getting that extra knowledge and you wouldn't get
1: that in the NHS or in private. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> so yeah, they're getting they're getting good service. I think you're right, and yeah. I think that's that's how to how to sort of picture it, how to treat it. Um, in terms of the sort of basic horsemanship stuff, you know, like not even just first aid skills in terms of the clinical sense. but You know, like, um, removing shoes, for instance, was one. That yeah. You, you know, you get got taught that in first year, didn't you? Do you feel like yeah. some of that stuffs maybe? belittled and not thought of as something that should be retaught and and developed uh, in later years in in vet school and certainly as a new grad? Yeah, I
0: think so. (laughs) Yeah, I think we had the removing a shoe practical in first year, which is brilliant. But by the time you get to fifth year, you've forgotten how to do it, basically. I think having refreshers I know, obviously, there's a lot going on in final year, and there's you kind of everyone short of time. But to just have those refresher um, practicals will probably be good, I think, because when I first had to remove a she, when I first started, it took me probably about ten minutes to get it off because. I just I hadn't done it since first year and it's the kind of thing a client's looking at you thinking oh my god she can't even get a shoe off um so I think yeah definitely and just basic horsemanship and how to be around a horse and how to stay safe I think just refreshes for all of that really because you know all the clinical stuff and the knowledge but you need to actually know how to be safe around a horse and how to handle it um yeah and just basic things like you said like taking off a shoe <laughs> yeah
1: the clinical side is only half the job in a way isn't it like the other yeah, stuff yeah the, the, the client skills the course handling actually forms a massive part doesn't it of your of yeah. your, your job um and I suppose that's something we sort of touched on when we were chatting before is that you know we're taught so much specialist stuff now at uni sometimes the basics are not forgotten but you know they're just sort of drowned out by everything else yeah. so I mm-hmm. suppose as a later year you know um student and going into your first lot of graduate years it's kind of remembering that some of these important bits might have been hidden away from you for quite a while but you can you know concentrate on those bits don't don't worry about all yeah. the referral type level work concentrate on the yeah. basic ambulatory first opinion stuff and you'll yeah. get around your belt won't you so yeah definitely sort of ignore it so um trying to yeah we we're trying to identify when someone is putting sort of two greater expectations on you was something else we talked about so um you know like when the clients like expect you to be really good or or when yeah. maybe your boss someone is like just throwing you in at the deep end how yeah. do you how do you overcome that when someone perhaps I mean in your situation you're well supported in your practice but let's envisage you were yeah. in a practice where you weren't getting great support what would you have done in that situation to try and help yourself because that there are people in that environment yeah definitely
0: I think if I was going out to something and I mean, this definitely did happen to me and I felt not completely confident for whatever reason. I think being able to, it's, it is scary. And I'm sure there are probably a lot of people out there who, who would maybe not feel confident doing this, but Having the confidence to say to your boss, actually, I don't feel confident with that or I'm not quite sure what I'm doing. And I need a bit of extra support So either can you come out and help me or can we like go through it together? Um, and just being honest with them, because I think if you go into a scenario where you don't feel completely confident and you do feel out of your depth and then you try and deal with it anyway, that's when things, you know, a lot, a lot worse things can happen. Um, so I think, yeah, having the confidence to say, oh, I'm not quite sure, um, I need a bit of help with that. And I guess with difficult clients, just realize sometimes they are going to be a bit difficult, but just back yourself a bit more and think, okay, they've, you know, I, I know that I can do this or I know that I can get help for someone to help me do this. Um, so yeah, just either, backing yourself with the client and just knowing okay I can do this or asking for help from your from your boss or just another colleague if you don't feel confident going to your boss another colleague who's maybe a few years older than you and just saying to them actually I I, do, I don't feel quite sure about this because hopefully they will be able to support you
1: yeah and i think i remember in my early years certainly as as um people that graduated with me you know we we used to keep in touch and ask each other questions and yeah people weren't in a big practice or a particularly helpful practice and they would sometimes go and ask for help elsewhere and yeah. there's certainly framework for that now isn't there there's forums yeah and definitely either buddy app has a discussion yeah. on it you could open up a you know closed board if you like just within yeah or chats and asking for help beyond your practice is also an option isn't it so yeah. try to utilize that network and that sort of
0: yeah definitely I
1: mean, small, small but friendly profession that we have so I suppose to summarize talk if you could talk to yourself a year ago as a graduate you know fresh graduate what would you say to yourself what would you say to help this coming year? um
0: I'd, I'd probably say when you first come out and start that job it's going to be scary um for a number of different reasons, you know, you're starting a job for the first time. Um, there's a lot of stuff that maybe you're not confident with practically or even knowledge-wise. But have the confidence to ask questions. Um, don't be worried about asking questions and looking stupid because people people aren't bothered. They just want to help you. And they want to support you. Um, and I think another thing is, it sounds horrible, but prepare yourself that you are going to have the odd bad experience basically but from that you can learn quite a lot so I've had a few bad experiences where I have felt like oh maybe in hindsight I should have done this differently or done that differently um and you do come away from those experiences and feel a bit rubbish and think oh was it me um but I think they're the scenarios that you learn the most from and I know it sounds like people probably say that all the time but since I've had those bad experiences I'll know how to deal with those kind of situations the next time um and I'll have learned a lot more from it and I think have um, more confidence in yourself as well, I think is what I'd say. Like each day, it's, it's just a bit of a, a wave, isn't it? Some days are good, some days are bad. Um, but, you know, have the confidence in yourself and just enjoy it, I think is what I'd probably say.
1: Yeah, that's such valuable, valuable advice. And I think you're absolutely right. The worst days can be your best teaching days, can't they? Your best Definitely, yeah they feel awful um and that's when you yeah. have to phone a friend and speak to your yeah. family and, you know have a cry yeah. have a rage, but actually you come out of it the other side and um yeah and and recognize that everyone's having the same experiences and you will learn from it and feel better for it eventually yeah. hopefully yeah. Um, thank you so much thanks for chatting to us today. really really insightful and I think hopefully a lot of help not only to people that are facing graduation this year or her equally be yeah. their first year like you have but also for people in practices that you know support staff nurses the yeah. you know, secretary team and 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 the, the other colleagues and bosses that you'll have as vets you know it's it's recognizing that we're all learning once <laughs> and yeah. we can make that whole learning experience way more enjoyable by supporting those individuals um and there's lots of ways that, that can be done
0: yeah Exactly. Thank
1: you. I look forward to speaking to you you. when you give us an update. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
0: thank you very much. Thanks, Maisie.